In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. In 1980, Ronald Reagan, a B-rated actor from Hollywood, California, ran on the Republican ticket, handily beating Democratic incumbent Jimmy Carter for the office of the presidency. This marked the beginning of a departure from the half-hearted liberal politics of the Carter administration to the birth of a new conservative era in American history. America's population was aging and more Americans were living in the Bible Belt region, historically located in the South and the West. These groups of Americans, the traditional hard scrabble, bootstraps, rugged individuals of Western states and the religious right in the South came together to create a new political electorate, the moral majority. Does anybody remember from a previous administration whom the silent majority voted for? With the critical election of 1980, America's political pendulum once again swung from liberal Democrats to conservative Republican. If you think about it, all the time periods that we have covered. Consider time periods such as moving from the Gilded Age to the Progressive Era, from the 1920s into the 1930s and the 1940s, how these time periods mark changes in political administration. As such, Ronald Reagan's stance on social programs benefiting Americans living on the fringes of society was to decrease or eliminate them. The opposites to these social programs was rooted in Reagan's mistrust of big government. The Reagan administration touted its support for the common man rights and opposed favoritism of minorities. This was considered a huge departure from the social activist movements ranging in the 1960s for the civil rights movement, in the 1970s, the women's rights movement, the indigenous movement, and also the um, Latino American movement. In his campaign, Ronald Reagan promised the common man a retraction of welfare and affirmative action, and led a focus on a return to family values. Families have always stood at the center of our society, preserving good and worthy traditions from our past, entrusting those traditions to our children, our greatest hope for the future. Family life has changed much down through the years. The days when we could expect to live in only one home and hold only one job are probably gone forever. Perhaps we will not go back to the old family ways, but I think we can and should preserve family values. The divorce rates that spiked in the 1970s linked to the rising feminist movement led to this backlash in support of a traditional American family. One great tribute to the success of the women's movement is the degree of the backlash against it. Among the multitude of causes in this cause-ridden age, one that has not, to me at least, made its case is women's lib. You know, in my heart, I think the only alternative to being a feminist is being a masochist. Take a moment. Think. Which decade that we've discussed also favored a return to traditional gender norms and family norms? Economically, the 1980s might remind us of a different decade. Think about it and share in sharing class. 
A reminder, on a foreign policy level in the 1980s, Ronald Reagan inherited what we've discussed as the Iranian hostage crisis that occurred during the Carter administration as a result of Carter inviting the Shah of Iran over for cancer treatments. On Reagan's inauguration day, January 20th, 1981, it finally ended the 444-day-long captivity of the Americans who were held hostage in Iran. Of course, the Cold War was still going strong since 1945. The Reagan administration's strategy was to outspend the Soviets, predominantly on weapons, of course. In 1983, Reagan introduced the Strategic Defense Initiative, more commonly known as Star Wars. After, you guessed it, the popular film, which leveled heavy-handed good versus evil tropes, this technology would enable the U.S. to strike down any Soviet intercontinental missiles using a laser beam that was hooked to a satellite. And that this would, serves as an excellent reminder of how the arms race really translated into the space race and vice versa. In 1982, Reagan dealt with the Israel invasion of Lebanon, where Israelis tried to destabilize the Palestinian bases which they used to attack Israel from. In response, the Reagan administration organized a peacekeeping mission, but eventually withdrew the troops after a suicide bomber killed almost 200 of our men. In 1979, in a war similar to our war in Guatemala during the 1950s, the United States under Reagan sent military advisors to El Salvador to maintain the pro-American government that was held there. And in October of 1983, Reagan sent troops to Granada, an island in the Caribbean, where a Marxist revolutionary group led to a coup and assassination of their prime minister. Our role in Latin America might remind you of a former presidency's role in Latin America. Wilson, Taft, or TR, anyone? On the home front, during Reagan's first term, his conservative measures led to the reduction of the size of the Fed by shrinking the budget and cutting taxes. These measures were part of a big picture economic plan, more commonly referred to by historians as Reaganomics or supply side economics, where substantial tax cuts would lead to a trickle down upswing in the economy. For example, businesses paying less than tax dollars could afford to hire more employees produce more goods, which would in turn lower prices, leading to an increase in consumerism, creating more jobs. This should remind you guys of another time period and another president who also tried trickle-down economics, but perhaps didn't work as well for him. Immediately following Reagan's inauguration, a short recession between 1981 to 1982 occurred as unemployment rose. This problem was sown during the previous administration by the Federal Reserve Board. And interestingly enough, I can sort of chronicle my own personal history from 1981 as I was born in 1981. My father lost his job in the steel industry, the steel industry and the car manufacturing industry were two industries that Reagan stopped um, supporting and the economy eventually 
picked up again in 1984. He, my father got a job again. So it's just an interesting connection for me personally with the Reagan administration. In any case, in the mid-1980s, unemployment rose. My family, like so many others, became part of the wealth gap in the 1980s between the super wealthy and the working class poor. Do you recall any other time period where we discussed a huge wealth gap increase? Think about it. At this point, we would like to begin our second term in office with Reagan. Thank you.